Hello, and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with Reverend Derek Broton and DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are continuing our ongoing series, Starter Pack for Youth Ministry, and talking about using big events to benefit your ongoing healthy youth ministry. We are bringing you a series of podcasts designed to be a jumpstart for anyone who is new to youth ministry or is looking for a refresher in planning and best practices. Our hope is that anyone can come back and listen to these podcasts for a better idea of the logistics and healthy, sustainable development of youth ministry. If you want to know more about what healthy ministry looks like, you can listen to our series on the seven practices of healthy youth ministry. So in this podcast, I get to put Mark and Derek in the hot seat as we talk about how to take some big events. Um, and that could be district gatherings, servant events, mission trips, higher things, other large scale events, but especially the LCMS youth gathering uh, and help them to fuel healthy youth ministry back home. Our research showed that active LCMS young adults marked events like district and national events as a way that they more deeply understood their baptismal faith and developed resiliency. And so we think those events are really important and can have a long-term impact on the healthy development of your youth ministry. So uh, today, Mark and Derek, uh, who serve with LCMS Youth Ministry, who have spent a lot of time uh, and energy focused on youth gathering, servant events, district events, are going to help us break down how big events like these can benefit young people, not just in that moment or in those few days, but for years after. For those of you that don't know, uh, Reverend Derek Broughton serves on the LCMS Youth Ministry staff as the program director of LCMS Youth Gathering. Derek spent, uh, served for 20 years as a DCE in Wichita, Kansas, and in Woodbury, Minnesota, and then as campus pastor for Woodbury Lutheran. Uh, Derek comes with a wealth of experience from the congregation and has experience leading both at the LCMS Youth Gathering and 14 different mission trips. You and I might be competitive to see who's gone on, on the most of those. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, our listeners uh, know Mark, hopefully at this point, uh, but Derek, uh, can you tell us about your vocations, both in our office and in other parts of your life? Absolutely. Uh, good to be with you today. Uh, probably the, the biggest thing you talk about is uh, I'm a husband to my wife, Kristen, and we have been very blessed with uh, four wonderful kids. And so we, we love spending that time here. We've been in St. Louis here for almost two and a half years now. And um, it kind of gets to uh, another love of mine is uh, I love uh, pretty much cheering for any Minnesota sports teams. So I have spent most of my life in heartbreak and in tears. <laughs> but uh, I, I think uh, uh, I'm... I'm getting over it uh, a little bit. So, uh, and then, you know, I've spent almost my whole life in the church uh, from, from early on. I was very blessed uh, to have a family that was a really high priority for them. And, and so grew up with, uh, with great experiences in the church and, and then continued to feel the call into ministry, both in DC and pastoral ministry and, uh, and have loved all my time in that. Fantastic. Um, I always talked about uh, in previous episodes, uh, for me, how impactful uh, sermon events were f for my life. But Mark and Derek, uh, how have big events in youth ministry had an impact on your life and faith? Yeah, actually, I, I'll tell you, I'll never forget the, the first time, in particular, going to the youth gathering. It was 1989, and uh, 
I'll never forget walking into McNichols Arena in Denver and to see, I think at that time, I, I'm not sure the numbers, but I bet you it was about 18,000 or so that was in that arena. And I was just blown away. I mean, I'm, I'm a small town, North Dakota boy um, from a, a pretty small congregation. And um, to walk into there and to see that many people, I remember thinking, I, I, I didn't know there was this many people that 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 knew about Jesus, much less uh, loved Jesus. And and that whole experience for me was a really powerful time in my life to go, wow, the, the church is so much bigger than what I thought it was. And and was very blessed, I think, just even to be in, in district events and, and I had some great adult leaders who who gave me the chance to, to try leadership at a pretty young age and, and uh, to kind of try it on and spread my ring, wings and make mistakes along the, the line. And, and all that stuff was just a, uh, it kind of gave me a different impression of that the church is so much bigger than my small slice in my local congregation. Uh, I had a pretty similar experience uh, for me. It was the 92 National Youth Gathering in New Orleans and uh, walking into the Superdome and just other places and seeing all these other Lutheran kids and adults who loved the Lord um, and were knew the faith that was given to them in their baptism um, and just the connection that we had uh, through that. And so that was a real strengthening thing for me. And I, I'd say two other things about that, too, that came out was, um, you know, our church, again, small church, uh, really rallied around us to go to that event. So all the fundraisers they helped us with and supported us with. And so it really helped me understand how much the congregation cared for me um, and that they would invest in me to go to an event like that and be able to be a representative of our church was really cool. And I'll say similar to, you know, maybe Derek had a different experience, but even in our preparing for that, got to do some leadership things. And so the, the time I'll always remember was as a high schooler, we were put in charge to put together a dance for junior hires as a fundraiser. And I can tell you, we made no money off of it uh, because I thought every kid would eat as much popcorn and Mountain Dew as I would. So we way over purchased. Um, and so we ended up basically s spending all of our proceeds on food. Uh, but yet, man, it was an amazing growth opportunity for me. We just had so much fun and connected so well and planning that thing. They basically just let us run it. And it was really a great growth opportunity for me. And like you said, Derek, had to be showing some grace and learning <laughs> along the way too. But it was a great experience in that. And to show the, the church to show me grace. Yeah, I love that um, you maybe don't necessarily have to overtly ask people what age they are, but what gathering did they attend? Yeah, right. uh, what was their first <laughs> gathering? Because you at least set a, a marker for some of those things. Um, <laughs> but as you guys heard, kind of uh, those bigger events had, had a long-term impact, not just the event, but but broadly the preparation and what happened afterwards. So, but why are bigger events important? Why do we invest a lot of time and energy in events like that? I think, uh, Julianne, as you said, we saw in the research that these events can be key in the life of a young person. And there's probably a lot of reasons why that is. And I, th I think one of them is, is, as I experienced, they're great opportunities for the church to show their care and love for young people. Um, it's a chance to lift them up into leadership. It's a chance, again, um, show that they will invest in them for not only the life they're living there in the place, but also for their future vocations. And so I think it's a time, again, for those relationships to get built. And just if there's healthy ministry going on in the church, those big events just become another place where that's put on display and young people get connected, lifted up and um, invested into. Yeah. And another thing that I said, and, and we, we've noticed in, in the research, right, that it's, it's about relationships. And, and those are some of the best opportunities there are to create relationships. I, we've seen them when we would take mission trips. You know, there's something about spending 
36 straight hours on a bus that adds incredible re, uh, relationship opportunities that you just can't get on a, a two hour a week or three hour a week uh, kind of a touch point. Um, and, and so I, I still remember those were significant times of, of getting in the bus and driving to New Orleans or driving down to Mexico. And in many ways, we called it like an intensive discipleship ex experience that had so many different aspects of what discipleship was all about. And, and we could see that there were momentum that would happen from, from each of those trips going into the next year. Um, not only strong relationships that were built between adults and, and youth, but between youth and youth. And, and we really saw momentum, I think, in youth ministry almost after every single one of those trips. And Derek, I think along that line too, you're talking about, especially maybe the mission trip, um, you know, probably how often there may be, uh, gets them a chance to maybe take some of that out of the other noises that are in their life too, that not, not they're necessarily bad, but just it might take away from that time of being in the word and, and being in relationships like that. And those trips can be an important part to do that. Um, I think another thing too, I love about the youth gathering, Derek, you touched on it, is I think seeing the vastness of the church. Um, and so love seeing being at a national youth gathering and seeing young people connect with like Concordia University systems. And maybe they come from a church where they don't have a second church worker. And they get to hear about DCE ministry or being a Lutheran school teacher for the first time. Um, and so they get to really expand uh, all the ways that they can serve in the church, as well as amazing ways vocationally they'll serve as Lutheran Christians. And they get to hear speakers and others and they get to see how we come together as the body of Christ. Um, and see their place in it, not only in that current day, but also looking to the future too. So they get to see again, that depth of the church that we have as the LCMS and, and as a little Christian church worldwide. Yeah. And, and I think for me, Mark, I, I thought about like, yeah, even going back to that first gathering, one of the things that we love to do is we, we wanted to connect with someone from every district. Yeah. And one of the things I didn't realize that was kind of going um, on inside me was, was a realization that no matter where I go in my life, the church is, you know, I, it, it's in Illinois and it's in Florida and it's, and, and I wasn't thinking that way as a young person because the church was just my little slice. And so it was already starting to expand my mind to saying, well, the, the, the kingdom is so much bigger than what I see on a weekly basis, which was really powerful and kind of shaping um, what I, I think eventually was a, a significant factor into to me going into church work and what yeah. else was out there as well. Great. Yeah. So how does preparation play into the ability for these events to have that long-term impact? And what should youth leaders be thinking about as they walk into and as they prepare for these events? Yeah, I think, Derek, you can probably say more because I think you're, you've hit on it a lot. I think that relationship building that happens, and, and obviously the centrality of that is the relationship built around the word. Um, and so that they're in the word together, praying together, um, you know, still making sure that it's a part of their the regular life of being in worship, um, so that they're being fed, um, so that that's that community that's being built, the, the community that we can only have in Jesus, um, and the uniqueness that is, and the blessing that that is. Um, so I think those relationships are so important in terms of making the most of those events, both leading up to it, but then also afterwards too. Yeah, and I think in the midst of that, when we would plan for those, we it was so important for us to think, you know, it's not, it's not really about the event. It's, it's using the event as something bigger. And so we would always say, well, we're, we're leading up to the event, preparing for a great experience. But the most important part of that was what was coming on the other side of the event. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that was the significance of saying, Hey, for, for, for example, for adult leaders, this leading up to that event, it's a good chance for you to invest into the relationships of those young people 
And why, why we want to do that is because on the other side of it, we want to use those and leverage those for what is coming up into the next year. And so we were constantly keeping, not, not on, let's have a great trip, let's have a great experience, but this is just a piece of a much bigger picture. And so to kind of keep their eyes moving forward was really significant for us in helping prepare them. And you guys have both mentioned it already, but how do events like the youth gathering help build those key relationships? As we know that that's a, a part of a healthy youth ministry. Yeah, I think those relationships, I mean, Derek, I think you touched on it and it went into those details about um, just remember the importance of those relationships back home and, and developing those on the front end um, and, and that really leading to that shared experience that whether that is a part of the preparation or the event itself, um, just those ways that you can connect with young people and their families through those. Um, and then also be thinking about that long-term effect. So we've talked about that in other podcasts, um, that when those relationships get built, I mean, I still, I'm, I'm at a congregation that has been to basically every national youth gathering and the connection that guys who are now in their seventies still have these amazing relationships with guys that are my age because of going to a youth gathering together and that they have this shared experience where they still cry over it, over just how huge it was in their life. Um, and that those relationships got built at maybe a really hard time and maybe even the adult's life. <laughs> and it was the youth who, who invested into them. Um, and so, you know, and that can happen in anything in ministry, don't get me wrong. But I think sometimes those large events, because the relationships that get built um, are such a beautiful thing. And so it's that long-term side of it too, that just don't be thinking, like you said, Derek, it's not just the five days or the week or whatever it is, but how do you prepare those for the long haul? Um, and how do we share Jesus and share the word in those times? Yeah, I, I think back to, to the first one that I went on, uh, youth gathering in particular. And, uh, you know, we, we had an adult leader um, by the name of Mel. And, um, and, and Mel was not, he would be the first to tell you, I'm not really a, a, an out front youth leader. I'm, I'm behind the scenes. I love to serve. I love youth. But I'm a, I'm a little awkward around youth is what he would say. And, um, and I also, I still remember that group to this day. There were five of us. And and Mel was able to, to, to kind of pour into us with the gifts that he had. He was a woodworker. And, and so we, I remember we did this parade and he, he used a lathe to hand carve all of our names into a block of wood wow. and was a part of our umbrella. Uh, I still have mine today. It was, mm. it was one of those significant moments where he just poured into us. And uh, I, I never would have... I mean, this, this is a guy I hardly ever had a conversation with before that time. Uh, and, and, and you're right, Mark, it's, it's one of those things you look back on to these trips in particular, these experiences, and it's the moments that you recall. Um, I, I know the, the touch in points every week is really important, but some of the things that happen in those, they're life forming and shaping for, for at least for, for me, they were. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've spoken a lot too about just that we've seen the importance of adult leaders in youth ministry. And some of those are your called church workers. I'm mean, certainly the importance of the pastor showing support for young people through processes like this, praying for them, lifting them up, other church workers that are there. But then those lay people too that are along, um, you know, for uh, shepherding through the, the moment. And even those that maybe have um, uh, shorter times too, that are maybe just helping with some of the logistics or the planning. Um, is that just those more touch points where they get to know solid adults and they get to see and understand a place for them in the church in the future and that they're cared for can go a long way in preparing for these large events and the lasting impression that they have. 
Yeah, and I think another thing that's really was important for me, I think, as a youth, but also as uh, as kind of the, the the leader of these trips, is I would help adults to see that youth need to see adults kind of in a different environment. They they need to see youth or see these adults that are are living kind of every day. So to see them in the morning and to see them when they're crabby and to see them <laughs> when they're trying to 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 survive on a little sleep. Uh, that is important for a, for youth to see. And and to me, it, it kind of helped have some different levels of conversations. It it helped to work through some conflict when conflict arose. It helped to work through um you know, what happens when you can't get along with someone. It, it was just a different environment to, to kind of practice discipleship in, in kind of an intense experience. If you're new to youth ministry, you just heard those things, Derek said, there'll be other podcasts about dealing with little sleep and conflict and all that other stuff. Like <laughs> what we have to, we have to tell you, it does happen. It does happen, but through the work of the Holy spirit, beautiful things come out of that too. So it's a, a great thing, but yeah, but that, that was, those are some awesome things that come out of uh, events and work with young people. Uh, so how do you see the, the programming, especially kind of the varieties of speakers and topics at the youth gathering as being helpful for ongoing healthy youth ministry? Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you one of the things that we've noticed is, particularly when we took at the youth gathering, that we have kids that want to get deep into um, to their world. They they want to understand, you know, what does God say about this, and and how are we called to walk in in, in kind of the confusion that the world comes at us with, and um, and what we've noticed is they they don't want to shy away from issues. They want to dive deep into them. And so we, within our sessions, we, we've actually had a great problem that we have a lot more kids that want to get into their session than we've got space a lot of times for them. So one of the things that we're seeing is um, our teenagers want to go deep into stuff that they see and encounter on a daily basis. And it's a really good opportunity for us. We talk about like atmospheres of, of warmth, challenge and grace and how important those are. It gives us a challenge. It gives us a, a chance to get into the tension of that. And how do we walk with um, those that we disagree with? How do we walk with with people that may believe something different than what we believe in? Um, and and I think there's a real hunger among teenagers to get into the depth of that. And I think it gives. Uh, I think I've seen on twofold. There's kind of maybe a two-edged sort of this a little bit. But I think on one side, it, it gives for the person who maybe you know might be that person who doesn't have a lot of experience in youth ministry. Maybe doesn't feel comfortable talking about some real speaker um, and hear the truth of God's word uh, communicated. At the same time, we, we hear from adult leaders who say, and we know very well, this is the same stuff they are talking about back home, but sometimes they need another voice. But they're like, yeah, I know my pastor says that all the time. Well, then when another pastor says it, it's like, wait a minute, same thing about this? Okay, I, I want to hear more or talk about it more or um, be able to see that. So we, we see that as well. And Derek, I want you maybe to say a little bit of maybe a, a great, I think more focus you put on this last youth gathering is also when we, we have sessions for adult leaders um, and you took some topics and are, are hard in our society, are hard for our young people. And you almost kind of, I guess, maybe did sessions for adult leaders that said, hey, this is a topic that we want you to be talking about back home. So there's not the fear or there's not the concern and walk them through that. Can you speak maybe a little bit about how that looked maybe a little differently, or at least there was more focus on that this last gathering? Yeah, you, I think one of the things, and, and, and I, you know, as an adult leader, we we love to have the answers, right? When someone comes to us, we love to say, hey, 
uh, here, A, B, C, that's it. Just know those three and you're, you're good. But I think in this day and age, there's, there are so many situations where those aren't obvious. And, and we hear this from adult leaders all the time that say, I'm just, I'm not ready for some of these questions. I'm, I'm not prepared for them. It, they're messy. And in, in a generation, we love to have all the answers. Um, so one of the things that we did is to, to really kind of jump into some of these things to say, you don't always have to have all the answers. What you really need to do is to have the heart to jump in and to wrestle with. And, and so what we talked a lot within um, some of those sessions, particularly aimed at adults, of how do you walk in with people that when you or with the younger people when you don't know the answers uh, and to love them enough to say, you know what, I may not have that answer, but let's let's figure this out together. What does God's word say about this together and not to be afraid of those topics, but to jump all in on them. And what you'll do is it, it, it helps the relationship. And, and kids, they need to hear that. They need to hear the fact that I, I don't know everything, but God has called me to jump in even when I don't. And, mm -hmm. and not everything is clear. Not everything is clear, uh, but we still are called to jump into it even when it's not. Yeah, I think it's great. And, and, and uh, you know, one of the ways that we address that issue of, of being able to, to think about you know, not getting into all the topics that everybody wanted is uh, if you go back, you go look, we put, um, put a, a ton of those uh, breakout sessions onto podcasts mm -hmm. um, and made them available. So like if you're listening to this later on and you're going like, man, we'd like to see kind of what are, what are the issues that are being addressed at, at an event like that? Certainly you can go back and listen to our podcast or utilize them later with your young people. So um, we try and try and help facilitate that in, in a variety of ways, both at, for the youth and for, for the adult leaders um, as they kind of work through um, those kinds of, of, of topics and, and experiences and get to hear from some other voices as well. Uh, but I think it speaks to the scope uh, and the size and the scope of some of these events. So even if it's a disrupt event and it's, you know, it's a hundred or 150 people, or if it's um, something uh, bigger than that a thousand or or like the, the gathering uh how does experiencing the size and the scope of, of an event like the gathering help impact young people yeah i, th I think we've we've said it and I, I just go back i think one thing we hear about youth gatherings that is always that piece that um, churches say you just can't get maybe in other places of our um church body to come together as Lutherans and to see that we are not alone and that we've got these issues we care about and are, we hold dear to us. Um, we have the word of God that we revere and love, and that is the foundation of our lives in Christ. Um, and, and to really think like, I mean, I don't know if, if people realize this, but I mean, by and large, most of the groups that come to the gathering are like 10 to 12 people. So, you know, for a lot of young people, a, you know, experience Derek and I had is that coming from smaller churches and we get to see the, the bigness of the church and how many Lutherans are that. And I, and Derek, you touched on it too. Like anywhere we go, we can bump into LCMS Lutherans and find Lutheran churches. Um, and so it gives us, again, that connection that we have as Lutherans. And then certainly too, as a wider body of Christ to understand all these churches are coming together for this place. And there's even more LCMS churches out there that aren't in attendance and to understand the, the, the bigness of the church and what a blessing that is to be a part of that body of Christ, I think is one key takeaway for a larger event. You know, I, I think along the line of, of kind of how Jesus walked with his disciples, which was such a beautiful thing, right? And so he would, there were times where it would just be them alone and they would have these conversations. Sometimes it was, you know, Jesus by himself and going off and praying. 
But as they went around, they were always interacting with other people. And there were times where they had big gatherings, right? They had the, the, uh, uh, as, as Jesus was teaching, and you had this moment of, of feeding of the 5,000, which reminds me about dinner time of a national youth gathering, right? <laughs> there's, there's only a few restaurants, and how do we feed all these people? Um, but it, it gives us a chance, I think, even in the midst of that, is to do what Jesus did, is to be able to interact in different circumstances and, and moments and to take advantage of those experience um, because it, it helps prepare our kids, I think, for the world, too. And, and, yeah. and what happens when they run into to different situations? If we stay in just the same thing all the time, we, we miss out on other opportunities. And, and so... I love the example that Jesus did with his disciples and how he intentionally used the moments and bigger events, smaller events to help shape their faith and walk. I think another piece too is whether it's through the stories told at the gathering or again, connections deliberately on the floor of an interactive center with a, 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 a CU at Concordia University or, or some other thing is that vocation piece too. Um, and I think young people start to hear stories of people who, how, as an engineer, as a doctor, um, I serve Christ and Christ uses me in the world. Uh, but then also sometimes too, against that additional, I love hearing stories from pastors who said, you know, I wasn't really serious about pastoral ministry until I went to a youth gathering and had this, you know, really specific time with my pastor there. And we got to talk about it and I got to take on leadership and really start to pray about it. And so that again, those uh, events can be impactful vocationally for young people too. I think also just kind of wrestling with their worldview, you know, how do they see the world? I, I noticed that on a couple of servant events that we did is they went out and they, they would, they would interact with the community that just didn't have the resources that, that they were used to. And we saw kids would come back and, and would change kind of the way they, they interacted with their own community because of that or yeah. became more grateful. And so I, I think even, just kind of shaping worldview and, and how they see outside of that, their little bubble had, was significant. And in several of our youth would change their direction of, of what they wanted to do and how they wanted to serve within the kingdom because of it. Yeah. So there's a ton of energy and excitement that happens at these kinds of events. Um, and then uh, there is sort of the, the going home piece, right? And uh, you go, uh, you return home and, and things don't feel quite the same uh, as they did when you were on that, that trip and with all that excitement. So maybe talk, can you guys talk a little bit about how you kind of manage uh, the, the going home process uh, after something like that? And then what would you suggest a youth leader do in the first kind of 30 and 60 days after they return home uh, to keep the impact of that event uh, rolling in ministry? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'll never forget the, the once again, my first gathering, um, I, I remember getting on the bus and, and just feeling that emotional <laughs> sadness of going, oh my, I've got to go back to my normal life. And, and, I, and I still remember that first night of kind of being in my room and, and just this immense sadness for having what you said, Juliana, is this amazing experience and to think, oh my word, it's over after all of that kind of stuff. And, and I think one of the things that I've learned through the times with each one of these is how important it is constantly to be talking to youth about, it's not about the event. The event is one process in a whole life of things and to keep kind of um, pointing them and adults forward. You know, what does this look like? And I think the other thing that, that has become so important is how to, as you were saying, how do you unpack this kind of a thing? How do you, 
how do you take advantage of those kind of things? And so what we would tend to do more of is, and I think that the 30, 60 days is really important in that process. It's important to get people together as a, as a whole so that the congregation can hear stories and they can, they can kind of hear how this impact has been on kids. Um, I think it's important for the, the individual as they start to wrestle with uh, the things that they saw and the things that they heard and, and not, not just to leave it there, but you know, what, what is, what has God been saying to you throughout this whole thing? And so we would spend a lot of time um, one-on-ones and, and going out for coffee um, putting small groups of people together. Uh, it was a great opportunity. We had small groups that uh, adult leaders who um, had four or five people in their small groups kind of lead that experience. And so we would say, have them over for dinner and cook for them, make a meal together so that there is continual experience and not just all of a sudden from this great experience to nothing got to keep that momentum going and we would see a, a big kind of surge into the fall ministry because of that between those two months uh, and the things that we intentionally did to create relationships i think one thing too that uh, you know we try to do both on the preparation side but coming back to is that then there are those things that do go home with them too um so you know we think about like our worship that we do at the national youth gathering that we we worship at the youth gathering and that's, you know, we worship in the same way when we go back home to our congregations, too. And that's the same word and sacrament that we gather around back in our congregations. Um, and so, like, that's where, again, that strength continues to come from that. Yeah, it maybe isn't with 20,000 plus people in a worship uh, venue, but yet you get to go back home and you're still with the body of Christ. You're still receiving the gifts of Christ. You're still in Christian community. And how now are you empowered, like you said, Derek, to support them when you come back and to be encouraged by that and to serve in your communities. And so you got that connection to the word of God. Uh, you know, if we think about word and sacrament ministry that takes place um, in, in all those places and those relationships just being so key about, yep, using that as a tool, uh, but again, making it more than those five days um, and seeing how is that creating lifelong engagement and, and growing in Christ. That's, that's the beauty of the transfiguration, right? When, when Jesus is sitting there and Peter, James, John said, let's build a tent and let's just stay here because this was amazing. But, but it was always about going down into the valley, going back into life. And, and Jesus certainly knew what was, he was heading to. And that conversation from the mountaintop into the valley was, I think, was maybe one of the most important shaping moments in, that, in, in Jesus's relationship with his disciple. Um, and and, and that's, that's just an important thing that we've got to be intentional about. Well, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your passion for uh, for these kinds of events. And, and we hope for, for youth leaders as you kind of walk through this starter pack that as you think about how you might utilize not just um, weekly Bible study and worship or monthly events, but as you think about how you might incorporate um, bigger events into your youth ministry. This is an encouragement, uh, but also gives you some direction on how you might think through uh, using those events, not just for those three or five days, or, uh, but for uh, a long-term impact for the kingdom and in building disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Um, give you some closing challenges to think about as you go through those things. Uh, that first one would be, how can you prepare your youth group for a big event to take the fullest advantage of what you'll experience there? So how can you plan uh, ahead of time for, for what they're going to experience? And then how do you plan a follow-up that uses what you young people experience to help them become stronger disciples? 
Secondly, how can you capitalize on the relationship building and unique content at these events to be able to improve the overall health of your youth ministry going forward? And then finally, events like these, as we talked about a little bit, can be overwhelming even for adults. So what's one thing you can do to better utilize these events for the overall health of your youth ministry? Um, and thinking about those things ahead of time, uh, kind of keep that stress level down both for you and to help make sure that you're getting the most out of the event. We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you plan for upcoming events, both big and small, knowing they are going to benefit your young people and your ministry. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review. That helps other people find us. Ed Gold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.